part of Relationships Radio Show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Tuzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you. Welcome to the Art of Relationships Radio Show. Greg has been a relationships expert guest host on numerous radio shows. He promises that this show is for you and to help listeners. This is not about shameless promotions and bragging about himself like many others out there. The Art of Relationships radio show is for you in helping you become more fulfilled, healthier, and happier in your relationships and lives. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor Greg Dozinski, The Art of Relationships radio show will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy, plus help in reigniting the passion in your romantic relationships. He also welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. No more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and grow happier. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Master G. Hey, welcome everybody. It's Sunday night here in Metro Detroit. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. And I want to welcome those listeners from FCC Free Radio out in the Bay Area. That would be San Francisco Bay Area, California. (laughs) This is, of course, Greg. I'm your host. I am also a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, and I'm a specialist in relationships and sexual issues, dynamics, challenges, complaints, as you want to hear from people in my office in the metro Detroit area. Welcome, everybody, and hopefully everybody's doing awesome. The weather here in Michigan has been awesome. Sun's out, kicking up. Maybe it's going to kick your mood up if you know where I'm getting at. So, welcome. Everybody, you can give me a call, please. I want to hear your comments, insights. I want to hear your stories as well. And also trying to, number one aspect of the show is to help people out there in various situations. So, phone number is 586-212-4188. Nine six again. That is five eight six two one two four one nine six. And if you're listening on the show through the Art of Relationships Radio Show's own cell apps or phone apps or device apps, if you will, you can join me on the live chat. So you can shoot me your questions, comments, and insights with the live chat. Or you can listen on Spreaker.com and search for the Art of Relationships radio show. You can do a live chat from there. And those people listening from FCC Free Radio, please, I welcome you. And thank you so much uh, for your support and welcome into the new format. So we're going to get right into it. We're going to talk about PTA t- tonight not pta but pda as in dog and later on 
second half of the show, we're going to get into grudges and maybe are you holding grudges? Is your relationship one big grudge mat, you know, tip for tap, back and forth? And what would it take for you to let go of a grudge? Or does that mean you let go of that grudge? That means you need to walk away from that relationship because it's just too much of a pain in the ass. That is, we're going to cover those aspects and also welcome, like I said, any insights, comments, questions you have from the listeners. Give me a call, 586-212-4196. And uh, as always, join me in the live chat as well. Okay, we're going to kick it up. And hit on, you know, PDA. Everyone talks about this, and it's so it, it's sort of one that gets often dismissed, if you will, in relationship dynamics. And I come across this with clients and couples in my office, and even individuals trying to sort out their own, you know, issues in a relationship on their own without their partner. They don't want to come in embarrassed or you know worried it's a waste of time. But is the PDA. And you have one one person, you know, they're all about, you know, PDA within appropriateness and limits, of course. But their other, their partner, their loved one, doesn't want it. You know, wants nothing to do with it whatsoever. Now, what are the dynamics or what the hell? How would you describe PDA, right? Public displays of affection. Everyone's like, what the hell is PDA, Greg? I thought it was the old school uh, device you had, uh, what is it, personal data, whatever the hell it is, <laughs> uh, years ago. And uh, kids listening or uh, in their early 20s listening, they're wondering, what the hell is that? But PDA, public display of affection. You know, what exactly is it? This could be anywhere from holding hands, hugging, you know, walking around. With your arms wrapped or, you know, around each other, whatever. What about those? Do you like it when your partner, right, puts his hands on your ass when you're walking? Or maybe puts his or her hand. It tends to be, I think, more females put their hands in the guy's back pocket, uh, you know, hand on the ass. Is that appropriate or not? Are you into that? Or what about even if you're kissing, right? Or... You know, a little peck on the cheek, a peck on the lips. Is that too inappropriate for those people out there, you know, as, oh, PDA, no PDA? Or what about just full-blown locking lips, whipping, whipping around your tongues with each other <laughs> in public? You know what? Is that appropriate or not? And would that bother you? Or, ooh, I know some people, it bothers you or couples, I should say, that bothers to one individual, and it's been admitted, Greg, I hate it because I don't get that in my own life, and it sort of, it pisses me off, you know, it makes me jealous in a way, and they, they admit this, so, you know, I want to look at, you know, what is your take, what is your insights on PDA in your own life, what is it, you know, is PDA totally, we're, we ain't holding hands, we're not going to kiss on a little peck on the lips, peck on the cheek, we're not going to do that. You know what, that's totally inappropriate, we were not raised that way. <laughs> and a lot of it, I think, has to do with how you were raised, you know, did, you know, are you modeling what your parents or, you know, 
mom and stepdad or stepdad and stepmom or whatever the situation or maybe your grandparents raised you and you know is that why certain you know public displays of affection you consider is inappropriate totally wrong is it because your own comfort factor is it what you're used to or were used to growing up what would it take for you to be more okay with it right and i'm not saying you have to do exhibitionists uh, you know and you're at a mall somewhere and you're having sex right in the middle of the floor with a freaking you know the black friday sales going on i don't think anyone pay attention anyways they're looking at price tags and all the deals but i'm not saying that you definitely you know you're not going to have sex in front of a whole crowd of people that's what i'm talking about but what about just you look at you know just kissing holding hands as you're walking i get complaints from couples or i should say it's usually one member of the couplehood that complains that you know her husband or even the husband i'll say or boyfriend will say she don't even want to hold hands in public makes me feel like she's embarrassed to be with me or you know what maybe he doesn't love me because he doesn't want to hold my hand he's you know, it, it's like he's embarrassed to be with me. How would you handle that situation? And where do you do you want that in your life? Would you want your partner to be more comfortable with that? And is it just totally wrong in your eyes? Is it? Give me a call. 586-212-4196. And join me on chat. Let me know. What your take is, you know, what are you okay with with public displays of affection or are you totally against it? There's no, you know, is there a right or wrong to the situation? And I don't think it is. I think it's up to the own, each individual couple, I should say. But the problem, and that's fine, if neither one of them are okay, or we ain't holding hands in public and they're both okay with it, oh, we ain't ever even going to give a peck on the cheek or on the lips, no way in front of people around, because that's just totally private, and that's it. If both people are okay with it, then that's fine, right? No big deal. The issue comes in is more cases than not. Majority of the cases with this issue in my office are one person wants it and the other person is totally against any type or form of public dis display of affection, you know. It could be, as I say, mild as, you know, you're walking hand in hand, holding hands, going through the store, you know, walking on the beach. You are even walking, you know, walking in the mall. Uh, that they just think that it is wrong. But I look at it, you know, is it wrong? Is it their view that's wrong? Or is it just based on their own comfort level that they're worried about people saying things? Are they worried about people, you know, certain looks like, oh, my God, look at them. They're holding hands. If that is the situation, my question is, why would you care what other people think? And I'm not talking about indecent exposure. I'm not talking about, you know, voyeurism, exhibitionism, you know, where you're getting it on in public or whatever. 
you know, that I don't want you traumatizing any kids. But is it okay to show affection and that you love each other and like each other in front of people, right? Why would you care? Why would you really, you know, why would it matter what other people look? As long as you're not, you know, you're not streaking down the, you know, center of the mall. You're not having sex, you know, in the middle of the mall or, <laughs> uh, you know, you're not, you're not doing anything totally against law or public, right? Um, individual on, you know, the chat, we talk about, you know, they mention about she loves PDA, right? You know, kiss, rub each other's legs back and forth, you know, my legs over his, whatever. I'm a very touchy person. However, you know, holding hands when you walk, I love it. I wouldn't do that at my daughter's school where there are a bunch of little kids. Ooh, you know what? That's a good point. You know, is there a time and a place and what is appropriate for you or whatever? Is it okay for you to hold hands at, say, your daughter's school? You know, not that you're going to rub and grind on each other. No, not at all in front of the kids. Actually, the way, you know, the way kids are now, middle schoolers and freaking definitely high schools, they might be showing you a thing or two about grinding in public. <laughs> That's just wrong. <laughs> then they're going to say, ew, gross, look at those old people out there freaking uh, getting out. Ew, gross. <laughs> they're our parents' age. Ew. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree. You're not going to ground, grind each other or, you know, totally rub each other down and everything. Uh you know, in front of a bunch of kids. Again, it's, you know, appropriateness. And what is, you look at this, you know, it's almost like what is appropriate to one person might not be appropriate to another. And what is, what is right and wrong when it comes to PDA? Like I said, would you be afraid to kiss one another in front of kids? Is that wrong? Right? Is that really, is it wrong? Now, is, you know, are you talking a make-out session where you're deep, passionate kissing? Do you kiss each other? You know, and we look at this, right? When people get married, and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, in a, a religious setting, in a church, synagogue, or even justice of the peace, whatever, that is performing a ceremony, that's a big thing. You may kiss the bride. And are there kids there? You might have a flower girl, whatever. Is that, that's expected, right? But, right? So why can't they do that? Would they be able to do that in public? They're not groping each other. They're not, you know, sort of grinding each other. They're not sort of freaking rubbing and squishing each other's ass and tits and all this in front of one another. That probably would be, I would talk, about grounds for inappropriateness big time, right? So you look at, you know, it's all around, and everyone thinks, oh, it's expected. When you're at a wedding, right, and, you know, they click the silverware, and they click the glasses to get the bride and groom to kiss, right? And like I said, there's a little kid. There might be the ring bearer. There might be the flower girl around watching this, and is it inappropriate or is that a sign? And everyone, oh, isn't that so cute? Whatever. So why is that so wrong out in public? Like if you're in a mall, in a store, and you just feel like giving each other a kiss. Hi, baby. Ooh, I love you. You know what? You look at, you know, why is it appropriate in that setting 
But it's not like if you're on the beach. Not a nude beach. You walking around with a boner and that. That'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> but you look at the appro- appropriateness of PDA. It it is each individual's take on what is appropriate or not. the The problem comes in not only with appropriateness, you know, and boundaries, and if kids are around, like the individual on chat mentioned. But what if there are two separate? I'll say extremes, if you were, or polar opposites about, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you have one person that loves PDA, but the other one doesn't want it. They don't want to hold hands in public. They don't want to freaking put your arm around each other. They don't want to do anything, any sort of PDA in public. Now, what happens? If that's you, right, and what I mean by if that's you, if you love a little bit, of, you're affectionate, right? You love holding hands. You love, you know, a little kiss here, a little holding hands just to stay and maintain connected. And your partner is totally against that. You know what? Can, is that a deal breaker for you? And I talk about deal breakers all the time. You know what? Is I talked about oral sex, I think it was last week or week and a half ago, you know, is oral sex a deal breaker, meaning that you don't, there's no oral sex, that means you ain't going to be in that relationship, right? And I talk about deal breakers. Are you going to be with somebody that, you know, maybe talks bad to you, uh, belittles you, criticize you all the time, or are you maybe not okay with it, but you're still going to deal with it? Now, you know, public display of affection, and it's, I get couples in my office, and they're, you know, arguing about this aspects. I don't think it's right. I'm not doing it, uh, da, da, da. and the other one, and the basis of this, believe it or not, it's not necessarily maybe appropriateness. It's a level of hurt f- that's exhibited from the individual that wants a PDA. It's the hurt thinking that, well, you know I love you. You don't need to hold my hand in public at all. Well, it's if it's important, and that's one way to feel more secure in a relationship, and you feel more connected, then what is wrong with that? And if the individual, now it sounds like I'm trying to get the one that doesn't want PDA, ah, to sort of give in. It's not giving in. It's about giving, um, trying to get an understanding of each other and what is totally against even holding hands in public with each other or giving each other a little hug or, you know, putting your arm around each other. I want to get at um, the foundations of that. And I'm not trying to convince the one that is against all PDA to change, not at all, (laughs) as I'm laughing. But I'm trying to get an understanding why that individual doesn't like it. And it comes down to typically they're not used to seeing it, even growing up, like I mentioned before, growing up with their family, with maybe whoever raised them, okay? They're not used to that, so it makes them uncomfortable. And that's usually the foundation of it is that they feel it's uncomfortable for them. People are going to make faces. People are going to belittle them or think, you know, poorly about them, that they're perverts, that they're this or that. And it's it's not that at all. But 
I don't discredit them feeling that way. I try to get at, you know, get at the essence of, you know, why it is inappropriate or, you know, to them or why it's uncomfortable for them. Usually, uh, like I said, the basis is they're not used to it and they're worried about what other people think. You know, oh, my God, they might think we're da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, why do you care what other people think as long as within social appropriateness? Like I said, you're not whipping out, you know, wi- getting naked, she, you know, whipping out her boob and asking you to lick it and suck it in public. <laughs> but, you know, holding hands, a little peck on the cheek that maintains that connection and helps you stay connected even in public and makes a relationship even more special secure in your partner's eyes. So I look at, dig deep, for those listening to the show that do not like PDA at all, even holding hands, look at what is what is it about it that you don't like? And dig deep. Don't I get this. I just don't like it, Greg. That's just not me. I get it, but that's an easy way out. <laughs> and I don't, I'm not going to let you have an easy way out. You know what? And I'm I'm tactful and I'm cordial. I want to know, you know, what is I get it, you know, I respect that. That's cool. But what is it underneath that you don't like about it? It's almost when I ask couples, you know what? How do you show each other or how do you know you love each other? What do you love about the other partner? There we go. Right? What do you love about the other partner? About your wife, about your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Um, uh, I don't know. I just do. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I get it. It's a feeling in our gut and our heart. We feel that in love, that love feeling. However, be more specific. Can you? It's not that easy if you think about it, right? So, you know, what do you, do you like that, you know, she's a nice person. He's a, you know, nice person, hard worker, you know, very, he's protective. He cares, you know, what is it specifically? So, With the matters of PDA, I want to get at the specifics to help you grow, not necessarily change your views on it. Eh, Maybe in a manipulative way, maybe I am trying to get you to change your views on it. But what what is it at the the foundations, at the, the bare essence? After you strip everything away, the BS, your fear, and all this, what is it? that you don't like about it. Tell me. You know, you're worried about attention being paid on you. I get it. I understand that, okay? Or is it about, you know, what is it? Tell me. The attention that you're embarrassed, you're uncomfortable because you're not used to it. What is the essence of your your fear of... PDA, or maybe not fear, right? Maybe I'm overstepping my boundaries here and just asking you what your dislike is, right? What is your dislike about it? And would you be willing or would you want to come out of your show and change it if it was that important to your partner? Then I'm going to get the flip side. Well, if my partner knew it was important to me, how come they can't change and not be okay with not having PDA, right? <laughs> it's all about maintaining the connection, the emotional, e- even physical connection between you two and growing and maturing 
the couplehood and the dynamics that make you feel more connected emotionally and physically. And sometimes PDA, like I said, appropriateness and appropriate boundaries, you're looking at, you know, can that solidify and help increase the closeness and the relationship that you feel more connected? Is that, you know, is that possible? Well, think about that. Give me some insights and take my number down because I want to hear some calls after the break, okay? It's 586-212-4196. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. I will be back after a few moments. Thank you for listening. Talk to you in a few minutes. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook. A lot of vagina. Come again. A lot of vagina. I'm using it. I'm using it. 
Skyway Traffic, just another song you'll never hear. And the one before that was by Rev Right Time Funk You. That's F-U-N-K, not fuck. Funk You. Okay, check them out on YouTube, Reverb Nation, Facebook too. Rev, R-E-V, Right Time. And, of course, Skyway Traffic. A ton of talent. Check them out. Awesome, awesome gentleman and talent, big time. Okay, this is the Art of Relationships radio show. Those listeners, I'd love to hear you in chat. If you're listening to the show on uh, Spreaker.com or the Art of Relationships show, radio show, sorry, own app, you can join me on the live chat. Shoot me your questions. Hit me, hit me up with them. I'd love to hear them your insights and comments. Also, give me a call live, 586-212-4196. And as always, you will be anonymous. If you say your name, you know what? That's cool. That's your own thing. I will not ever ask your name, okay? I want to keep your privacy private. <laughs> it is, uh, it's a huge, uh, huge thing for me. Not only uh, personally, but also, you know, professionally, too, especially being in the counseling field. I want to keep your issues under wraps, if you will. Even though you announce them on the show, no name will be released by me. So that'll be on you. So you can join me on chat again if you're listening on Spreaker or the Art of Relationships radio show's own app for Android and Apple devices. And the phone number, again, 586-212-4196. Before the break, we're talking about, you know, PDA, public displays of affection, if it's appropriate, you know, what levels are appropriate or not. And I talked about, you know, if one partner, and typically that's where the issue comes in, is when one partner likes PDA, they like walking hand-in-hand hand or arms around each other, even a little kiss or peck once in a while. Say they're standing in line at the store, and they just want a little bit of peck on the lip or the chick. Chick, what the hell? Cheek. <laughs> <laughs> and the other, oh, no, I can't do that, whatever. And I talked about, you know, looking at the essence of what is going on with the individual that does not, like any form of PDA or very limited forms of PDA. What is, you know, why is that person, not that it's wrong. I don't want to get into a right or wrong battle. It's not a right or wrong. It's a matter of choice, okay? I want to look at the essence of why that is bothersome to that person. You know, what levels of discomfort does that create to hold hands in public or even a little kiss in public, is that, you know, what is at the essence of that, okay? And believe it or not, ladies listening to the show, it is not just men that don't like, you know, any form of public display of affection. There are numerous women out here that, that don't 
like it either. You know, they're embarrassed. They're shy. That ain't me. I'm not whatever. You know, that ain't me. I, oh, my God, they're going to view me that I'm easy or I'm a slut. And that is not the case, okay? Not at all. If you're in a monogamous relationship and you like sex and like to show public displays of affection, like I said, within so social boundaries, I don't want your butt ended up in jail <laughs> well, for indecent exposure or anything. But you look at, um, you know, that doesn't make you a bad person or whatever, right? What's wrong with you being a slut just with your partner in a monogamous relationship? Nothing wrong with that. I actually promote that. <laughs> so going back, what is the biggest issue with you? about, you know, PDA, and is it around certain people? I know people, if they're around, you know, their parents or their in-laws, they're a little queasy or I want to say uncomfortable. I don't want to say insecure. I will say insecure then. Insecure or uncomfortable with that situation where, oh, my God, I can't, you know, hold their daughter's hands. You know, I, I don't care if we've been married uh, for 10 years. I can't, I can't just do that. I can't see my in-laws, you know, I can't see them give them a kiss. I know they know we have a couple grandkids and their daughter's not a virgin anymore, but <laughs> I just am uncomfortable with that. And it comes out, oh, I don't want to disrespect. I don't want to. And is it, I hear all these reasons, you know, disrespect. It's not appropriate. Um, all these aspects about, you know, even holding hands, like I said, arms, a little hug now and then. And I hear all these issues and reasons for it, and it comes down to the foundations. It is about, right, it is about your own personal discomfort or uneasiness with that, okay? It is your own discomfort. That's it. Is it, you know, looking at being right or wrong, or is it looking at, you know what, in your Values Is it your values or moral system that it's wrong? Or is it just your insecurities and fear of embarrassment? Is that what is going on with you? And that's what I want to look at. And I want to, you know, have you explore those issues, if that is it. And if it brings you closer to your partner and your partner closer to you, why not do it? Why not try to evolve and improve on that level and, you know, maybe grab her hand or you grab his hand if you're not used to it, right? Like anything else, it might feel that you're doing it just because you feel you should or you have to. And as people know, listening to the show and, you know, couples in my private practice, uh, you know, teaching whatever, I am not about doing shit just because you feel you have to, right? Because the other person, that's a big turnoff, meaning not only turn off sexually, whatever, but it's a turn off emotionally that you get the vibe, your partner is doing it just because to make you happy, just to make you feel good, right? Well, no. I want you to do it because you want to try. What I mean, it might be a little uncomfortable at first because you're not used to it. That is the thing. You might not be used, not used to it, so it's going to come unnatural, uncomfortable. There's a difference between that and 
doing it because you feel you have to, right? If you want to and it's uncomfortable, that's okay. Tell your partner, no, I, I'm just, I'm not used to this, but I want to. I want to try. That is awesome, right? That's what I want to get couples to get to, um, you know, with anything, not just, you know, public displays of affection, but looking at all a elements to get at to move through that discomfort where it becomes okay. And it all comes down to a matter of wanting to versus feeling that you have to. No one wants to be with someone, well, I shouldn't say nobody, but most people don't want to be with someone because they feel like, you know what, I have to do this. I have to have sex with you. I have to hold your hand. I have to kiss you. <coughs> Talking about tossing my cookies. No, you know, that's just wrong. Do it because you want to, because you look at maybe the benefit, it's going to bring you even closer together emotionally and physically, unless maybe you're afraid of that, right? How many people maybe are afraid of PDA and they're really not that affectionate even on their own, even at home, right? That they feel like not only out in public, but even behind closed doors, they're not that affectionate. They don't want to hold your hand. They don't want to sit and cuddle and hold you because why? Is it their own fear that maybe it's going to feel good and they don't want to lose that? So there's different elements that go into, you know, everyone looks at public displays of affection as very simplistic. And, oh, what's wrong with it? No big deal. Hold your hand, whatever. But you look at the inner core of the person that does not enjoy that, right? Is it, you know, their own comfort level with the uh, physical connection? Also, is it their own discomfort? Because by separating the PDA or the affection, the physical affection aspects, is it their way of maintaining an emotional wall between the couple? How many people look at that? Is, that? is that a facet? Is that an aspect of PDA that one person might not want to because they want to maintain that wall emotional that, you know, they don't want to put their guard down. And maybe they're like that not only out in public, but maybe they're like that at home too. Then you look at if that person doesn't want to evolve and grow and become what you want, there's a difference, right? Not selling yourself out, but, you know, sort of evolving, becoming each other's soulmates and working on that, that, you know, the public display of affection can bring, the holding hands and all that. So you look at the root of what is going on in the dynamic of the relationship and also with the individual that is against it or doesn't like, you know, PDA. You're looking at the like I said at the beginning of the show, most issues is, I just don't like it. Okay, why? And, yeah, uh, you know, textbook therapist, you're not supposed to ask why. Well, I'm not a textbook therapist, so I ask why. <laughs> you know, what is it? Or you could say that, right? What is it that you don't like about it? What's it do? Does it make, give you squeezy? Does it make you feel, like, out of control? What is it about holding hands in public or a little hug or this? That is wrong in your eyes. What is uncomfortable of it? And maybe from that foundation or that essence, 
then we can build it up and sort of work with the discomfort of any form of PDA and working as a team to maybe encourage it or to maybe grow it and evolve it. But like anything else, it takes that other person that doesn't like it to want to evolve and grow and sort of let themselves go emotionally, right? That tends to be the primary issues of, you know, people that do not like PDA. They're worried about other people, what they think, how they're going to be viewed by the public or if somebody sees us or whatever, right? And their own discomfort, like I said, most of it is that. Fear of embarrassment, what other people are going to think, and also their own discomfort with, you know, not being around that when they're raised. It sounds like an easy go-to, your past, your past, how you're raised. You know, a lot of it, if you weren't, didn't see mom and dad or whatever being affectionate, holding hands or hugging that much, that is going to, that's not going to be normal for you. That, you know, that is going to be so uncomfortable for you that, of course, you're going to stay away from it, right? Remember, we run away from pain or discomfort and go to something that's more comfortable or we're more used to. But I want you to grow and evolve and look at the essence. What is at the bottom line? And those listening to the show, if your partner is against any form of PDA, try to help them and get at the root. And most of it, they're going to talk about, oh, what, you're, you are can't accept me for who I am. You're not going to change. No, that's not it. I want us to grow together and become even more closer. Well, why can't we be that way without PDA? And it's like, oh, God, they don't get it, right? Well, try to explain. Don't get frustrated, okay? Say you love it. It makes you feel, remember about getting vulnerable on numerous shows. You know, it makes me feel more connected to you, more loved by you. And it's important to me. So what? why don't you like it or what is it that you don't like about it? What does it do? Make you feel uncomfortable, worried about people's views on you. What is the essence under it? And make each other feel safe when you talk to each other about it, right? Again, this might be a need of yours, right? Like I said, you do not, right? If it's not that important to you, then you probably shouldn't be listening to the show, right? <laughs> or maybe if it isn't, you're listening to the show anyways. Maybe you want to try to evolve and try to grow and have this as part of your relationship dynamics that make you feel more connected and more alive, right? And a lot of people, it's funny, when they first start dating and stuff, how they might be all over each other. Me too, you know, I, I love affection. I, I'm a guy, I admit it, I love affection. Uh, holding hands, I love being rubbed and caressed, and you know, I won't turn this into a porno show, but, <laughs> you know, I love it too. It makes me feel more connected that that lady is into me, loves touching me. It, it feels great. So, you know, if that is important to you, and your partner doesn't want it, is it a deal breaker for you? I'm not saying 
it is or should be a deal breaker. PBA. Oh, yeah, Greg, you know, Greg, Master G said, yeah, if my partner don't like PDA, we need a divorce. We need to break up. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying how important is it to you and is it a big deal? And Can you accept your partner that they're not ever going to grow and evolve? Isn't that nice how I sort of twist my words and work them when I say they're not willing to grow or evolve? It's different when you put it that way, isn't it, then? They won't change for you. Ooh. You don't want them to change, right? You want them to be willing to grow and become even deeper connected with you. And that is the essence and the foundations, even what maybe public displays of affection represent to you. And if you talk to your partner about that, come from the heart, again, like I always preach, even though I'm not a uh, religious preacher or religious that much at all, but you look at, you know, you get by the essence of you. And if you come from your heart, it's going to be more receptive and it's going to be maybe delivered in a softer way for your partner. And it's gonna, you're not going to bash. You're not going to attack that person, okay? Uh-oh, looks like we got a call. Hey, welcome. You're on the uh, air live with the Art of Relationships radio show. Welcome. You're on the air live. Wow. Okay. What's the topic tonight? Because I'm nowhere near a, a radio where I can pick you up on tonight. Oh, we, we're talking, just finishing up about public displays of affection. We're going to be going to holding on grudges in a bit. Uh, talking about, you know, people, if they like public displays of affection or, you know, there was somebody that hates it. They don't want to hold hands in public, kiss, anything like that. That's what we're talking about. All right. Can, uh, can I change the subject here for a second? Oh, absolutely. All right. This I, is all about the listeners. Question. All right. I got a question for you. Sure. How come it takes? How come it takes nine months for a guy to come out of a hole and then the rest of his life he's trying to get back into that place? You know what? That is a good question. You know what? We always try to escape, right? When we're burning, we kick and scream, can't wait to get out of there. But, guys, why is that? Does it make yeah. us feel like home? Or we could be a sick twist on that collar and it look at... You know what? You miss your mom? Yeah. That's sick, isn't it? <laughs> uh, could be. I mean, you know, but I mean, guys are always trying to get back in that place, you know? I mean, uh, what can I say, Dr. Uh, G? That's a good Why? Why is it that you always want to get back in there? You know what? It, that could be a different answer for everybody else. Someone on chat just uh, started laughing that uh, we can't change the subject on them. <laughs> But I think uh, that that's a good question. Why is that? What feelings do you get by wanting to always try to get back in there? I don't know, man. It's stinky. You know, I mean. <laughs> it's what? Then maybe maybe you're trying to get back in the wrong holes. <laughs> oh. 
If, well, it, if it's stinky, one, then maybe you need to stay away from those. I only got one eye, so I mean, you know. <laughs> one eye, but what's that have to do with smell? Well, maybe I'm uh, shooting at the wrong hole there, like you said, you know. <laughs> yeah, some people might like that other hole. That's it. Not me, boy. I'm not no backdoor man. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. Do you have any other uh, any other topics? What about what's your view on PDA, man? What's that? What's your view on public display of affection? Are you know. for it? So. Against it? I'm not talking. You're gonna have have you know sex like in the middle of the park on a picnic table or anything. But what what's your view on that? You're a guy. I want to hear. I don't know what age category you're in or anything. I want to know what your view is. On well, I guess I guess grabbing a little ass, you know. You're okay with that in uh, public? Yeah, I like I like grabbing a little ass in the public, you know, patting on it, uh, getting uh, getting some kisses and stuff like that, you know. Sweet. You know what? I mean, I, I'm all about public displays of affection myself too, and I have no problem with that. No, I I have no problem with that. I mean, you know. If a girl has a problem with that, then she's got a hell of a hang-up. You know, she needs uh, she needs some counseling or whatever. Oh, there are women that have, I mentioned, I know you probably just caught on, like you said, you're not able to listen to the show. I talked about there's a lot of women out there that they don't like PDA either. I wouldn't say a lot. I still think there's more men that outnumber the women in that, but there's quite a few women, and I I can tell you just in the last uh, couple months, I probably, there's, I want to say probably eight women that they don't like that at all. No holding hands in public, nothing like that. No, I mean, you know, women can get kind of funny sometimes. Sometimes? (laughs) Sometimes? You start start off, they're fine with a little public attention, and, and then, you know, boom, you wake up the next morning, and it's like, it's like, who in the hell are they? Like they flipped that script, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's like the old saying, you know, I'll chew my arm off to get it away, you know, not to wake her up. I'm going wolfing tonight. <laughs> I get that. And I wonder why. It's not only, you can talk, you know, about, you know, at first, and women probably in the chat room are going to say, are they, you know, the guy, oh, he's all about, you know, holding hands in public, little kiss and hug, and all of a sudden he stops, too. Do you think it's a gender, do you think it's a gender bias thing, or do you think this, I think this applies to both genders. I, I Like I said, I know men that don't like PDA, women that don't like it, and I agree with you. You have found in your experience that women sort of flip the script on you? Exactly. I mean, um, you know, it, it's like uh, it's like when you get married, or you start living with one of them. You know, it's like, wow, this is really great. And then, like, if you get married to her, it's like the old saying: when you say "I do," she'll look at you and say, "Oh no, you don't, not anymore." And she oh, like she's selling one thing, but then. <laughs> Delivering something else, like, and you can't return yeah. that like you would on eBay. <laughs> that's right. You know, there is no uh, return shippage on this one. Oh, no, know? that's expensive to ship that back. <laughs> Damn right. It is. I mean, I had, to, I had to ship my ex back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
So what, I mean, what would you what would you say that your boundaries are before I let you go? What would you say your boundaries are about PDA? You talked about you're okay with the little ass grabbing and public kisses and stuff like that. What do you have? Yeah. What do you think is inappropriate? I don't know. I guess getting a little. You know? Yeah, I would. Yeah, you don't want to do that in public. Whatever, you might traumatize some people. You yeah, might have. I mean, you I, might. You I might have the younger, neighborhood dogs howling at you too. <laughs> that's it. You know, I mean, you don't want to get one that's a howler. No, oh you know, no, no. <laughs> wake up the whole neighborhood. No, no, no. You don't want to wake that up. But, that's it. No, I agree. That's cool to hear from a guy that you know he likes. Uh, Public display of affection. Like I said, most a lot of us guys do. I'm all, It keeps you more connected. Um, well, I think it, it keeps that going, like you said, man. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, it brings you closer, I think. And, uh, you know, it just, uh, I don't know. It, it's just nice to know that you got somebody there that, would, that appreciates it. No, I, I you know what? Well said. Well said. I agree. And I think it makes you feel, it does. It makes you feel connected physically and emotionally that someone someone cares. Someone uh, loves you and loves touching you, man. It, it's I'm all about touch. It's huge. Well, that, that's it. I mean, you know. But, listen, I will let you go. I appreciate the phone call very much. You take care. All right, because I want to see if somebody else will get in here before you go off the air. Tonight. I appreciate. All right. Take care. Okay. Yep, take Bye-bye. care. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. We got a caller. Yeah, like I said, you can give us a call or give me a call, I should say. 586-212-4196, okay? And you can join me on live chat if you are listening on Spreaker or our uh, relationships, radio shows, apps for Apple and Android devices, okay? Um, what else am I going to say? Oh, God, I had a brain fart. But, you know, it's sort of cool what he said um, about, you know, at first he started off, I think it was being a smart-ass joking around, which is cool, and I'm all about being uh, a smart-ass and, you know, having fun and everything that you look at, you know, at the end, it was cool. He was being more serious, which, you know, he's a guy. And you look at, you know, he said he loves that because it makes him feel more connected and more um, emotionally connected, too, that he loves that. And it makes you feel more connected. And that's from a guy. And I don't know, you know, maybe, you know, his age, he sounded, I don't know, maybe, you know, mid to late 50s. I could be wrong. No, I have no idea. But you look at, you know, even that, you know, coming from a guy, says, you know, he feels more connected and he loves the, you know, the kisses. A little maybe ass grabbing when it's appropriate, maybe when no one's looking or whatever. But that is cool. And that's what it's all about, you know, to feel more connected on all levels. You know what? That That is awesome. And from a guy. So, <gasps> it might be time for a... Uh, yeah, chat individual, he did redeem himself at the end. And he was being sincere. I think at the beginning, he was being a little bit of a smart ass, of course. But it's fun, right? People that know me, I'm a smart ass. I love joking around ass, too, right? I could have called, 
you know, the individual caller, I don't know if he ends up uh, getting a huge supply of peanut butter or not either. And that's, I ain't even going to go there. But <laughs> 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 we're going to uh, take a quick break and we will be back shortly. Okay. Thanks for listening, people. Write the number down so you have it when we come back from the break. 586-212-4196. And the live chat room is uh, it's available as well. Thanks for listening. I'm going to be back after a few songs. Thanks for listening, people. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Yeah, baby, talk about the cosmic thing.
Myself the gray pretender before they tell me why you remember when you choose to stand for something more than this. I always think it's happy, yeah. everybody oops sorry about the silence for a bit uh, that was of course the great pretender by sky skyway traffic sorry about that and that was the cosmic groove before that by rev right time okay rev right time cosmic groove was before the pretender by skyway traffic check them all out on YouTube and Reverb Nation. They should be on Facebook, too. Okay? So, we're back. And I'm Greg, your host, licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. Okay? And also relationship and sex specialist. Oh, baby. Right? <laughs> Talking about PDA, public displays of affection. And 
talking about what is at the, you know, what is at the root? Uh-oh, uh-oh. I don't know if I want to take this call. I don't know why they're hearing this. <laughs> take it off and what's going on, call coming through. But I'll take, I'll wait another time. He probably heard or saw something about the peanut butter comment. <laughs> but um, what's the Public display of affection. You look at like bringing it, bring it in tighter and closer, meaning the relationship, the emotional and the physical connection, both. And if you look at that, if you don't like any form of PDA, can you look at it? It is a way. How can that benefit you by allowing you to grow and evolve to be okay and sort of maybe even like it? Once you get used to it, okay, what would it take for you to evolve and look at how, you know, not in a selfish way, but how could this benefit me? How could this benefit our relationship? And how is this going to benefit? How would this make my loved one feel if I were to grow and evolve? And like I said, it's not a gender bias. There's women that don't like PDA and there's men. And, of course, there's appropriateness, and there are definitely, you know, social boundaries where you don't want to get your ass thrown in jail. Okay, <laughs> so work on that. Speak from the heart. Talk to your loved one, your partner, whatever. Or maybe if for those that are not in a relationship now, uh, think about this. And if. You know, maybe your partner down the road, you don't like PDA and your partner, new partner, whatever, future partner does or vice versa. How you can grow and evolve as a person to make it to get closer. And you know what? That is what the Art of Relationships radio show is all about. Trying to intense, intensify, enhance relationships, not only within couple dynamics, but also within yourself and help you become more confident more assured sexually, emotionally, that you can speak your mind and go on all this aspect. Oh, welcome back to the chat. Foo. Everybody ready? You want to move to, you want to go back and move. I shouldn't say go back. You want to move forward from PDA and go into, or maybe we can take this. I'm actually pretty smooth at leading from one thing to another, but PDA, and say your partner doesn't like PDA, not at all, doesn't want to change or grow, are you going to hold a grudge ooh, towards your partner? Are you going to hold a grudge, and are you going to make it, well, you don't like PDA and show me you love me in public and all this stuff, even hold my hand, well, you know what? I ain't giving you any. As the caller said about... uh why we end up wanting to go back <laughs> uh, to the hole we came from, us guys. Um, do you hold grudges about stuff like that? That they're withholding affection from you. Maybe they don't like PDA and you love it. And it's your essence that makes you feel loved and makes you feel more connected. And your partner is like, yeah, that's not me, right? Do you hold a grudge against that? And do you 
sort of take it out in other ways? Do you withhold sex? Do you start acting snotty? Do you start acting, you know, bitchy? And I'm not talking just the women. You know, everyone assumes bitchiness comes from women. The guys can be bitchy too or prickish, right? So do you take grudges and do you look at other elements that you hold grudges against? What other grudges do you hold, right? And we talk about, I've talked about numerous times about, you know, mistrust or dirty deeds, if you will, affairs. And not only, you know, full-blown affairs, but also emotional affairs of the heart where you're talking, it could be to a friend or relative, and you're bashing your partner to somebody else, a family member. Maybe, you know, you're talking to your boyfriend or husband, talking to his brother or sister. Oh, my God, your brother's such a dick. He did this. He did that. And your husband or boyfriend, whatever, finds out about that, and all of a sudden he has a grudge against you. Grudges, right, they destroy, they erode the relationship. What does it take to get over those and help you move on? Or are you able just to, you know what, maybe I can't get over this and be able to move on? I think it depends on the individual. It depends on the relationship. Where grudges come in, it depends, I think, on the, I want to say, the depth of the pain that was caused, right? Let me hear it. Give me a call. 586-212-4196. And you can also hit me up on the chat and deal it in went from public displays of affection to now grudges in the shows. And we can look at, you know, if you love public displays of affection and your partner is not into it, doesn't like it, do you hold that over your partner's head? You know what? Uh, screw you. You don't want to hold my hand or kiss me in public. Screw you. Then I ain't going to kiss you behind closed doors. You think you're getting laid tonight? That ain't going to happen. <laughs> How many people do that, right? How many people have been in situations like that, okay? Or do you hold grudges because of verbal comments? You know what? Boy, babe, your ass looks fat in those pants. And you're like, <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> what do you do? And that could be, you know, ladies could say that to their guy too, right? And all of a sudden, now you have a grudge going on. Now it hits insecurity, but they're trying to help you. Oh, I want you in these other pants. They don't look that good on you. What grudges hit are you holding on to in your relationships? Not only, you look at grudges. How many people have grudges? Not only in their romantic relationships, but what about friendships? And what about familial, a.k.a your family relationships, that you have grudges. You're holding against your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, grandma, grandpa, right? How many people hold on to grudges in any type of relationships? And I know I'm all about relationships and sexual dynamics, but I also look at, on my website, theartofrelationships.org, 
is yeah, I talk about relationships, also, you know, relationships with family and also relationships within yourself. And you look at what purpose do grudges hold? Ooh, grudges? What's the difference between a grudge, holding a grudge and being resentful? Ooh, are there any differences? Is there a difference, people, between a grudge and freaking being resentful? I don't think there is that much of a difference because the essence of them are the same. You you hold grudges, you're going to be resentful. And if you're resentful, you're usually holding on to a grudge, right? So I think they're one or the same. And you look at, um, you know, what is going on. I never forget what people do, you know, friends, family. I may forgive. Maybe that is considered grudges. No, you never forget. But I think grudges, that's a good point that, you know, grudges – in all essence, they serve a purpose, just like being resentful do. And holding grudges has to do with self-protection, right? Is it a matter of being right or wrong, or is holding a grudge that you don't get burnt again, right? Is it that it's part of being self-protective that you're not going to allow that person to ever sting or hurt you again. So you're going to hold on to it. You're not going to allow that person to get close to you again to be able to have that, ah, that power to hurt you, sting you, or cause you pain again. So we hold that grudge. And I think grudges, they can serve a certain purpose in protecting us. And remember, if people did us wrong, that, you know, we want to learn from that so it doesn't happen again. I, I get at the situation, you know, with grudges and resentment. They're there for a reason. But how much pressure and how much does that affect you in your day-to-day -day life by holding a grudge, right? Can you get to a point with the, you know, instead of holding on to a grudge, can you release it where you don't care that much about the grudge or maybe you don't, care that much about that action but does that mean if you don't care you put it out of your mind and you get burned again oh damn it i wish i would have held on to that resentment or that grudge greg you're an asshole you i should I, I shouldn't have listened to you that's what i mean i talk about you know that you can release it you don't care about it because holding a grudge takes like anger right it takes energy to hold on to it right what if you release it and you don't care that much about it anymore? That doesn't mean you're going to allow that other person to hurt you again, right? Like I said, there's different levels of hurt and pain that grudges go with. You know, It could be a grudge that they cheated at a game, right? That they cheated playing a sports or whatever, you know, you're golf seasons out there people that are in a golf and all of a sudden they you know they didn't count a stroke or two on a hole and you hold a grudge whatever you learn not to trust them right but do you hold on to it and it seems like you know with matters of the heart and when we get burnt that is where the grudges tend to grind and we hold on to them it's almost like freaking velcro or super glue with us as a way to protect us and keep us safe and secure right but 
Atza holding on to grudges. Sort of wears us out emotionally. I said stroke. Yeah, golf stroke. You know, making a swing. I didn't mean about a penis stroke, babe. (laughs) 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 A golf stroke. I didn't mean like a penis or a cock stroke. You know what? Actually, in a hole-in-one, too, talking about (laughs) stroke in a hole-in-one. Oh, boy, you ladies are incredible. I freaking love it, though. (laughs) (laughs) You talk about... You know, <laughs> how am I going to talk about grudges and laughing my ass off now? Anyways, <laughs> you know, you look at holding on to grudges. It takes a lot of energy, and it takes a lot of um, negative and wear and tear on us to keep them with us. You learn as, you know, they mentioned before, you know, food mentioned about learning to let go. You can let go. You just don't allow those people to get close enough to burn you again, Right. And everybody assumes, you know, like I said, we all make mistakes. We're all human. I'm, believe me, I'm very human too. I've messed up, uh, you know, I've messed up big time. Am I ashamed? Am I embarrassed? Yes, I am. But I want to learn from those aspects and to grow and not do them again. And if we don't see that in others, right? then why are we always holding them accountable? And if they burn us twice, three times, right? And we need that grudge. could be a tool to hold on to, to keep us safe and self-protected. However, you know what? Are we going to allow a person to burn us two, three, four times? That becomes on us, right? So are we holding a grudge against that person or is it against our own self? And what would it take to release that that grudge and say, you know what, I don't even care about that anymore. And it's the same aspect that I talk about releasing the anger that, you know, you can't be pissed off or ticked off at stuff you don't care about. Why can't you get to the same point with a grudge and you look at, you know what, I can protect myself. I can emotionally open up, maybe not to that person again, but that means I can open up my heart to other love, other, you know, different ways of affection and emotional connection, I can do that. But I'm not going to allow that grudge to keep me from that because I deserve that. I want that. But a lot of us hold on to grudges so much that we go into other relationships or we we hold on to them and it turns into a half-assed situation where we're not giving ourselves because we're afraid of that aspect, okay? And we hold on we hold on the grudge, like I mentioned about the public display of affection, and we want that, and our partner's not given to us. What would it take to release that? Right? Would it what should we release and say, okay, it's not important to my partner, they could care less about it, and it's important to me. So what do we do, right? What the hell do we do? Do we look at Can we release the grudge by saying, okay, if my husband doesn't use or wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, likes public display of affection, are they showing me that they love me? And are they affectionate in other ways? Maybe not in public, but do I feel close and connected to them? You know, even in public situations, even though they're not hugging me, 
holding hands or whatever? Are they showing that they love me and they're affectionate maybe at home? Maybe when we're not around other people, right? Can you look at that and would that help you release that grudge about the public, the PDA situation? Would you be able to look at those and learn from that aspect and relinquish that grudge over those situations, right? To be able to open up, to be able to look at the situation and say, you know what, I am, you know what, I'm not going to hold this grudge anymore. Yes, it's important, but I do feel loved in all these areas. And that's just an example of, you know, the PDA situation. If you're not getting it, you're not, you know, getting a public display of affection that you want, but they're making you feel loved and adored and appreciated, desired, you know, maybe behind closed doors and everything else. You feel. So it's sort of a, you know, instead of holding on to that grudge, I want you to look at the situation. How important is this deal to me? What purpose is holding on to this grudge doing for me in the relationship? And if it's that severe of a grudge, Maybe, maybe that relationship is not for you. And most grudges come when the other individual is not remorseful or acts like they don't care that they hurt your feelings, like it's not a big deal, right? I don't give a shit you're hurt. I don't care you are hurt over this. This is the way I feel. Screw you, right? This is... Um, what's it take that the situation is that you can release it, right? But also, if that grudge is so deep-rooted that you can't release it, look at to your partner, right? Or whoever, not even your romantic partner. You look at, it could be family. It could be, you know, friends that you hold grudges about, whatever. But you look at the situation. Are they generally remorseful? Are they sorry, right? Do they actually, or are they, oh, I'm sorry, get over it. Ugh. Now you're wondering why you can't let go of the grudge. Now, if that person is like that and they're not remorseful, not sorry, maybe you don't need that person in your life. I want to hear what your thoughts are about that. Um, you know, can you, what, is that relationship not worth it? But how many people out there, even in the chat room, or give me a call live um, to look at that you hold a grudge, okay, that you hold a grudge from a previous relationship. And you're holding on to that so tight, it interferes you in your chances of having a close, intimate relationship with somebody else. How many people out there are in that situation where you have a grudge because someone attacked you, attacked your self-esteem, right? Or you, maybe you allowed them to destroy your self-esteem. And are you able, do you hold that grudge? Right, and you don't want to release it, like I mentioned before, because you don't want to get burned again. I, I'm not, I'm not about people being stupid. Right? They say you're sorry, and they do it again. Oh, I'm sorry. They do it again. I'm sorry. You know, at that point, that becomes on you. And why are you with that individual? And can you release and move on to a new relationship and still release that grudge 
and not hold it over the new person's head. And this is not a gender bias situation, people. Men do this, women do it. There's, you know, women that hold tight to grudges from freaking three, four relationships before a new one. And, you know, there's guys that do it to it. It's not a gender bias by any means. But you look at, you know, do you hold that grudge from a previous relationship and do you hold that and hold that over your new partner's head and are you allowing yourself to sort of not get in a emotionally close relationship again because you're holding on a grudge from a past relationship i get it and like foo said earlier yeah it is a way of self-protection we get it we learn from it but do we have to hold grudge to somebody new is that fair to that individual yes you know what they have to each person that's new in our life they have to earn our trust i get it right but that doesn't mean we have to hold a pre prior grudge and a felony if you will from a prior relationship into the new one and that tells me you're not ready for a new relationship, maybe. And what would it take for you to not care about that grudge? You're going to learn from it. You're not going to get burnt from it or something like that again, right? However, that you can be secure enough within yourself and confident enough to say, you know what, I'm going to be okay. If I get burned again, you know, at least I gave my all. I gave my 110% to the relationship, but I'm going to be okay, right? I'm not going to allow it to happen again. And you move on and you heal and you let go of that grudge. And hopefully that makes sense, okay? You are able to move on and focus on how you want to feel now and how you want to be treated and let go of the past, okay? Now, if the grudge is held in the current relationship, that is a huge issue, right? Because if there is a if there is a huge grudge maintained in the relationship and you two are not working on releasing it, it will destroy the relationship because it will always come up that grudge tends to get thrown in the other person's face. Right. And the other person is going to look at it. I'm not taking this shit no more. I screwed up. You know what? But I'm not going to be held hostage to it the rest of my life. And they're going to throw it up in the face. Right. And you get that. And you look at that. What would it take for you to let it go? But at the same time. Let it go. And not be crushed by it or let it destroy you, okay? What would it take to relinquish that, the grudge and the resentment, and to be able to move on? And what would it take, people? I want to hear. Give me a call. 586-212-4196. Oh, I just got a... Someone asked me in the chat room, and I think uh, this show ain't about me. It's about freaking you listeners out there, right? Mr. G. What? It's supposed to be Master G. <laughs> Have you ever held a grudge in a relationship because a past hurts? I used to. In all honesty, you know, I'm human too. I, I've mentioned this numerous times on the show. I've screwed up. I'm human. 
Um, you know, I have no problem admitting if I screwed up, I apologize, all that stuff, right? I'm very human. I'm not perfect by any means, okay? I have held on uh, grudges in past relationships, but I, I learned. I'm not going to hold a grudge or whatever. I'm just not going to be in a like situation where I'm going to get not necessarily burnt, but get, you know, used or whatever. And it could be a situation like how many people that, you know, men or women that have been through a divorce and maybe they cheated on you or, you know, they took you financially and maybe ruined you financially. Are you going to hold that over somebody else's head, a new person's head, or are you going to be smart about it? And does that person need, you know, the finances and all that maybe your first partner did, man or woman? There's women out there who take care of guys, too, and that, that got burnt financially that you look at. What the hell is that creature that just popped up on the chat? Grab my uh, attention. I got to go back right there, right? You look at... Um, Going back to, I've, you know, get, I, people know I've been divorced, right? You look at situations, get burnt financially, whatever. You look at that. And I've said I've, I will never get in a situation where I get burnt financially like that again. Can I still give all myself? Yes, emotionally and everything. But there's a way where you hold on to yourself, right? And it's not, people say, oh, it's not very, it's not holding a grudge, whatever. It's not allowing that situation to occur again. That doesn't mean you can't give 110% of the situation. Yes, I have held grudges, but I let it go. I don't hold it over anyone's head anymore. But you look at if they need a certain thing and I'm not going to provide it or they don't provide it to me, then maybe we look at maybe we just want different things. And it's not a wrong thing. It's not has nothing to do with grudges. It has to do with maybe we want different lifestyles, different things. I hope does that make sense? Hopefully that makes sense. Okay. You know, another you know, I feel like my grudge is I have forgiven and I am made to feel like I'm not doing enough to change when that is all I have done. That is my grudge. And that that is a good point where you have done so much effort to Maybe, you know, to move on and to heal and to make the relationship happen. And then the partner could give a shit about it, right? You look at the situation. Maybe they haven't tried. Um, you keep working and working and working and working. They're not doing much. And, you know, I've been in that situation, too, where I, I'm like, okay, how long is this going to last, right? And I, I look at it, and it's, it's sort of fair. They could be trying. And, you know, even me in that situation, I look at, you know, you know what, how long is this going to last? And I don't have that much faith that it's going to last. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not going to put myself back out there. Then you have to reevaluate that situation. And you look at, you know, the individual on chat that mentioned about holding on to the grudge because you feel like you've given your all, given your all, whatever. I look at, you know, of course, are you giving your all? Are you giving everything? And you're not getting anything back. First of all, are you giving everything possible to your partner. And, you know, we have kids. We can't give everything all the time. But most of the time, are we doing that, right? And is it last in a day, two days a week, and then it's going back to the same shit? Or are you holding on a, you know, are you getting a new grudge because your partner isn't budging? They're not doing anything to 
give you what you need. Remember, your needs and importance are important. And if you feel like you're given everything then, and your partner is looking at, they don't care about your needs, then you have to reevaluate the, reevaluate the situation and reevaluate, you know, is this relationship for me? And are you bullshitting yourself that, you know, you can love your partner very, very deeply, but you look at, you know, we all look at what we're getting out of a relationship. And if some things that are very, very important to us and the other partner, you know, they don't care or they're acting like they don't care and you need to kiss their ass all the time, that's not a healthy situation to be in, right? And, you know, another text, you know, mentioned that if you don't have faith, how can you give your all when you are holding back to, um, you know, that you, you know, you hold back to some extent. I get that. But this is where you have to do an evaluation. Am I giving my all, right? Am I evolving and becoming the person that my partner desires and wants in his or her life? Or maybe that's just not me, right? Oh, dude, <laughs> I don't hold grudges. I just get even, my man. Oh, I want to say your name, but I won't unless you give me permission. Those individuals on chat, <laughs> the individual should be in here with me on the show <laughs> talking about this in person. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't hold grudges. I just get even. What do you mean by getting even? Do you leave the situation, right? Or what do you do? Do you withhold sex from your partner? <laughs> Guys, we do that, right? Guys do that too. It's not just a woman thing. So you look at, you know, holding grudges. Am I given, in a situation that was brought up by a few, you know, individuals on chat, are you, <laughs> that's a good way to think of it. <laughs> hey, wait a minute, just get even. Hey, wait a minute. You look at the situation, you know, am I, first of all, you know what, am I sincerely, do a gut check. Don't bullshit yourself. So many people sit there and they think they're giving their all. Maybe that's all they have. Then you have to reevaluate the situation and look at, you know what, if that's all they have and if that's them, you know what, do we need to move on And because this is important to me? And do you hold, oh, people should never hold out on sex. You know what? I agree. Um, you know, some people hold grudges on holding out to sex. Then you look in that situation. Why are you in that situation, right? Are you withholding sex as a game? Or are you withholding sex as a punishment? And that's part of uh, grudge. Like I talk about the situation, and I agree with the individuals on chat, and these are women. You never, never withhold sex because it turns into a punishment. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to lose that battle big time. Going back, you know, part of losing yourself, you know, with the grudges. And you look at, you know, why am I holding on to the grudge? And like I said, the number one reason most people hold on to grudges is because their partner is maybe not remorseful or doesn't act remorseful or sorry for his or her actions. And that's typically the number one thing I see, right? 
that's the number one thing I work with on couples in here that I hit on. When grudges occur, that typically it's because one is not acting remorseful or sorry for their actions. That they act like it's a big deal, or maybe they're remorseful or you know, act guilty, remorseful, or sorry, and it's for a short amount of time, right? Oh, you know what? I, yeah, I cheated on you. It's been a week. I said I'm sorry. Get over it. Ugh! You understand? That is going to, that person is going to be resentful if they even stay with you. They're going to be resentful and hold a grudge because you're acting like, right? You don't give a shit. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, I said I'm sorry, and that's it. It should go away. Small things, yeah, I get it. But large things, and it's fun. Most grudges occur because of things not being taken care of, right, that you feel disrespected. And if the things keep occurring, do you stop care, caring about those to release the grudges, right? Do you stop caring? And does that mean you start selling yourself out that you really don't care, right? Does that happen that you don't care and then you start feeling like you're selling yourself out? And then like we talked about earlier about holding a grudge, do you hold a grudge within yourself and against yourself for putting up with this shit? And why are you, then why do you do that? Then you reevaluate the situation and relationship if it's really working for you. Grudges will kill a relationship because one person's going to get fed up with you holding on to a grudge and you holding a grudge is looking at the situation. They don't really care and that's why they're doing it. They don't care. They keep forgetting to take the trash out. They, you know, whatever. They're not helping around the house. They're doing this, doing that and they're acting like they don't care. Okay. <clears throat> you know what? You look at um, you know, Looking at, he is very remorseful, but I'm still the one who has been the one who has changed to give him the things he needs in a relationship. I'm all about that. We talk about that. But if your partner is not giving you what you need, you mentioned he changed. But you know what? How long do you wait for someone to change? And if those important, if those issues are important to you, right, to make you feel more secure and more loved in your relationship, and they're not changing, you know, everybody tries to put a time frame on it. And I tell people, you can't. It gets to a point where your gut tells you, I can't do this anymore. It, it, everyone, I'll give it a month. I'll give it a week. I'll give it two months, a year, whatever. Everybody's different. And I know one that puts a time frame on it with you, another professional, Friends, family, they don't live your life, right? Don't put a time frame on it. It's just when your gut tells you that, you know what? I can't do this anymore. This isn't changing, and I'm done. I can't, I can't do this. I try, you know, it goes back to the same old shit, and I can't. I don't want to hold a grudge because I don't want to hold a grudge against him or her. That's not really fair to him or her, and it's not fair to me either. So you look at the situation, and what do we do? If something is important to you and you're not getting it and your partner doesn't really care to make amends or to evolve and become the person that you want to be, 
What would it take for you to maybe move on? And part of your own self-esteem and your own confidence in the situation that you look at, you know, things that are very, very important to me and, you know, I'm resentful over, I'm, you know, holding grudges over because I'm not getting them, then that tells me why are you in that situation? Why do you continue to be in that situation? If those things are so important to you, they are the essence or maybe a huge essence of who you are as a person and you're not getting them, then what do you do, right? Because, oh, it was for better, you know, it was for the better. I wasn't very affectionate. I kept him at arm's length. I get that. You know what? But now, what is he doing to meet your needs too? And I know you mentioned in the chat that, there, you know, he was very remorseful and everything, and which is awesome. But what about your needs too about him making that? And what do you do? Do you settle? And are you the one that's always giving and giving, 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 giving? But then, you know, your needs are not being met. And you're wondering where the, you know, they're going to come back. After a point, you could sit there and fake yourself and bullshit yourself that you're going to be okay with your needs not being met. Or, you know, oh, it'll happen. It'll happen. Then months go by, right? Years go by. Oh, it's great for a couple of days, you know. It's great. She's this way. He's this way. Just what I wanted. And then pfft, it goes. That was a nice fart aspect, but then it goes away, right? Then you're like, oh, shit. Then you get to the point, how long is this going to last, right? But if you're not getting getting your needs met, then you look at what's going on, right? And why am I tolerating this? Is this a lack of you not loving yourself enough or you not having enough confidence to be able to do that, right? And it, it's, it's very, as an uh, individual chatter mentioned, it, it's very difficult to let go of someone. You're afraid, you know, either you're afraid to get hurt again or, you know, the comfort level and the love. I get all that. It, it's difficult. But then you have to be okay with not getting your me needs met, right? I agree. Life is too short to hold grudges. Life is meant to be enjoyed. Hey! I thought you said about getting even. <laughs> or is life to be, uh, you know, is life meant to be enjoyed by getting even? Ah. <laughs> no, and it's hard. You know what? And you look at, yeah, individual chat again, you know, mention I've given my always to. I like to treat my man like a king, but when they don't give you anything in return, it's time to move on. That was me clapping, people. And you know what? I can, uh, there we go. Yeah! There it is, people. You know, applause for that. I agree. Because, you know, if you need to treat each other as a king or queen, right? Or two guys, two kings, or two queens, right? Lesbians, no big deal. Um, you need to treat each other like that. You look at what is important and what would it take to evolve and grow. And if grudges, I'm going to tell you, man, grudges will destroy a relationship very, very quickly. Because what's going to happen 
one person is going to get sick of always being resented or having resentment towards him or her and holding grudges. Then you look at why are we not moving on? But I also, the person that sits there, oh, you know, she or he is always resentful and hold grudges from five years ago. I want to look at, and I want you to, if you're the one that has a grudge, your, your partner, you know, begrudges you or holds a resentment over you, I want to look at you, and I want to challenge you to look at what have you done to try to work on it instead of just tell your partner, eh, get over it. You know what? It's been a year. Get over it. You know what? You need to look at, were you generally remorseful and sorry for those actions, right? Are they, are you, have you been sincerely remorseful and sorry for those actions, right? And it doesn't mean if it's six months, you know what, hon, I'm sorry. I didn't want to hurt you. But it comes to a time, do they always hold that over your head and bring it up? And you don't always move on. Greg, how do you get couples to get over grudges? What needs to be done? I just talked about it. <laughs> I just mentioned it, right? About the first thing you do, there has to be genuine remorse and guilt. And then there has to be a moment of faith where you're not going to get hurt again and go on. And you have to look at actions, right? I'm all, people know, people on the chat that have listened to the show since it's freaking day one. You look at, you know, actions, right? And I am huge, and I talk to people left and right on, on this show and on Facebook, whatever, about actions, right? What are your actions showing, right? It gets to a point where you can begrudge somebody and you stop holding resentment because that person might say things, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, right? I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, and it never happens, right? Or maybe you bitch about it, and then it happens for a day or two or whatever, right, short term, and it goes back to the same way. Then you get to a point where that grudge and resentment builds up. You need to look at what are you doing, right? Are you generally remorseful and sorry for that? And you know what? Why is my partner begrudging or holding resentment in? Am I actually making not only an effort, am I making sure I don't go back and I don't regress in those aspects, right? Am I giving my partner what they need, but I'm not going to sell myself out, right? If I'm not going to, if I'm going to sell myself out, I'm not going to do it. Then maybe you guys just aren't meant to be together and you'd be happier without each other, right? Moving on grudges is about actions. And uh, I know individual on chat, gentleman on chat mentioned um, you know, if someone isn't treating you right, move on. People are like elevators. Some take you up, some take you down. Hey, are you talking about a sexual way out there? <laughs> you want to go up and down and all the way around. But anyways, I agree. <laughs> That's very wise. You know, if you have people that want to suck you down all the time and get in their negativity and I'll want you to hold on to the resentment and grudge and keep you all in there, that is not healthy for you. I don't want you to be an a-hole or a jerk, right? And, you know, never be remorseful or sorry. That's the number one with grudges. The person that did the wrong, they need to be generally remorseful and sorry, number one. Now, you, 
if you're holding on the grudge and they are actually genuinely more than sorry, what would it take for you to let that go? Again, that doesn't mean you're going to be stupid, right? And allow that stuff to happen again. Not at all, right? Not at all. You don't do that. You can give your all and 100% re, you know, sort of let go of the grudges, but you're also going to be smart and go with your gut instincts, right? Huge. Like I said before, you can go give 110% and also go with your gut instinct too to give 110% to yourself. Now, you need, you know, I am doing now for him. I enjoy doing everything I am doing now for him, for us, but are you selling yourself out? Oh, excuse me. You know, are you, how long are you going to be able to take and tolerate not getting your needs met? Because what's going to happen, you're going to withdraw, you're going to hold back, and you look at, I agree, you know, as long as you're happy, that's all that matters, I get. But it comes to a point, and I can tell this is a bothersome issue, and that tells me this is bugging you. That means it needs to be addressed big time. And you look at, you know, what can he, what can she do to meet your needs? And once those needs are reduced or met, then I think the resentment and the grudge will be able to heal and you'll be able to move on from that. You need to look at both people working together to reduce the grudges. What am I doing to be remorseful and very generally sorry, right, to my partner? And if I am and my partner just can't get over it, and I can't take it anymore, maybe I need to move on, okay? Also, you know, actions, I get that. You know what? Actions are huge, okay? So those are issues you can get through grudges big time. Again, you know, grudges from the past. You look out, you know, why am I holding on to the past? Is it a way, like we mentioned about before, a long time ago in the chat, at the beginning of this segment, look at, you know, grudges and resentment, you know, that has given our past, that person in our past, the power, because we're still holding on to it. You know, we still are exerting and wasting a bunch of energy and stress on someone that shouldn't matter to us anymore, right? So why are we doing that for one thing, right? I get it. Duh, Greg. <laughs> Dumbass, you know why to protect ourselves, to keep us from getting hurt again, but also from protecting us from getting hurt again. That's what a gut instinct is for, right, people? Big time. However, if you don't give of yourself, of your heart, your soul, how do you expect somebody to give their heart and soul to you? How do you expect them right? Or are we getting into a tit-for-tat aspect that you want them to risk first because you've been hurt before, right? You've been devastated. You've been destroyed. You've been used. So you need that other person to take the risk first and give their heart and soul to you before you will fully to them. But wait a minute, people. What if that person was hurt also? Now, what if they were hurt? What if they were crushed? What if they were devastated too? Now you have two people holding grudge 
and given to each other half-assed and always on guard, always resentful from their past. Now, what happens, people? Do you stand still or you end up, oh, he's been hurt, she's been hurt. We know what it's like, so guess what? We both can be self-protective and hold that resentment together. And you know what? What do we do? Is that a relationship based on love or is it based on insecurities? Ooh. Gives you something to think about. Okay? Well, talked about grudges. Talked about PDAs. I am going to sign out of here. <laughs> and I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Hopefully everybody learned a lot to be able to move on from grudges. And also, how to handle, you know, how to handle... PDA um, issues, okay, if your partner isn't into them or not, how to handle it, how to go about it, or if it's important to you, do you move on, right? Please share the Art of Relationships radio show. Share it with your friends and family. Tell everybody. I appreciate all, all the help, all the support I've been getting. Um, much love to everybody out there. Big thank you to FCC Free Radio out in San Francisco taking me on as well. Again, you can check out my website, theartofrelationships.org. The radio show, same, artofrelationshipsradioshow.org. You can check me out all over the place on Facebook. Okay? Much love to everybody out there. Thank you. Everybody have a safe evening, and hopefully everybody has an enjoyable and safe start of the work week. Everybody take care. Much love. Everybody... Bye-bye. Art of Relationships Radio Show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Tuzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you.